All right, well, we have been doing a series, and we're going to be doing our We Believe series, but then um, I was going to start it today, and last night the Lord said, no, you're not. So I said, okay, um, but I'm really tired, and the Lord said, well, I didn't ask you that. So, <laughs> so um so I have something else for today, and next week we're going to have a guest speaker. Um, his name is Dave Beebe, and he was a teacher at Rama Bible College for how many years? 20. So he, I mean, he's, he's from the area, but kind of a hidden gem we didn't know is in this area. I mean, we and Matt have known him, so we're really excited that, um, that he's going to be here next week, and then we'll start our We Believe, because uh, after that, maybe, if God says. Um, we're going to put a plan together, but if the Lord says our steps go a different way, we're going to go that way, right? How many of you guys want to just go wherever the Lord's going? Right? <laughs> I get lost a lot. I had a dream last night that I got lost. So um, I'm thinking, like, and I, w- I couldn't find my car, and then I fell into a river, and then I was really worried about my purse because I had the keys to church in it. But I did save my church. The car was a lost, <laughs> you know, crazy things like that. And um, so then I thought, you know what, Lord, I'm going to follow you. And I thought the only thing I really remember is I wanted to save my purse for those keys. And I thought, yep, Lord, I need to go where you're going. They were keys to church. Like, I want to go where you're going. So we want to keep following him. So I got a different word for you today. Um, It's kind of about heartbreaking. It's called heartbreakers, and I just think about sometimes we've all had some of that. Our heart's been broken, you know, in different types of relationships, right? You ever see people say, oh, when my kids did that, I just broke my heart, you know, because we think, oh, our kids are so great. Your kids are great, even if they, do you know that if your kids make mistakes, they're still great? Do you know that if your kids do something contrary to the word of God, they're still amazing? Do you know that your kids, even if they sin, they're still awesome and God still is going to use them? We don't have to worry about that, do we? God is still God. So, like, even in your spouses, that goes the same for even friends, everything. So, you know, I was thinking about this, and we have a few of these dogs at our house. Because, y'all, the one thing I say, though, all of you guys that have daughters, I'm just so sorry. Because if they ask for something, it just happens. The person who says a queen bed and has an entire side for her dog... No, come on. She says it's not true. So we had one dog show up at our house and decided to live there. That was nine years ago. And then Lana got, you know, she said, I wanted my own puppy. And I'm like, I really don't want any more dogs. And then she got a puppy. And then Layla, of course, you know, this summer, I was like, you're not getting any more dogs. You're old. Like, you're leaving this house sometime soon. Like, no. And then she's like, oh, it's so cute. And then she's like, I'm going to take a picture and send it to Dad. I'm like, that's it. Name the dog now. It's done. It's over with. So we have three dogs. And the great thing about them is you, the more you love them, like they're, they're man's best friend. You care for them, they love you. And like they just want to be around you. And they just, no matter what, I mean, you may yell at them one second, spank them, and then five seconds later, like, I just love you so much. Just, can I follow you to the bathroom? Can I get in the tub with you? This is what my dogs do. Like, I have a bath board, so I could put my book there to read. Do you know what sits there when I take a bath? The dogs. The dogs have to sit there. And they just look at me like, we just love you. And that's what dogs do. They just love you no matter what. How you treat them, they seem to love you, right? Um, That's why they're called man's best friend. So that's not necessarily true for people, right? Um, In reality, uh, the people we love most, can be our biggest heartbreakers, and um, they can hurt us the most. That happens. Um, like the first time your k- kid ever talks back to you, like, 
I mean, I just went and cried. Like, you know, now I know when my kids are like, you're a terrible mom and I hate you. Like, that may have happened recently. Um, the worst mom in the world, that was the title I got. Um, and, you know, like, the first time I got that, I was like, I need to go into the bathroom. But I need to go into the bathroom to cry because I really believe that. And now I'm like, oh, they just trying to get me. Um, but, <laughs> you know, they can hurt you, right? People you love. Like, if your spouse says that to you, like, the first fight, like, when you first together, you're like, we just love each other so much. I want to be with you all the time. And then you're like, give me space. Get away from me. You're like, oh, why do they not want to, like, be two inches from me every second? You know, it can hurt you, right? So I was thinking about that. We don't necessarily come back always just like, oh, the five seconds later, oh, I just still love you because after you just yelled at me or after you said this to me. Um, people are not like that because we're not dogs. Thank you that we're not dogs. <laughs> um, but it is our job to keep loving people and doing it over and over again. Now, I'm not saying just let people treat you terrible. Please don't do that. You know, God loves you. He does not want you to be treated terrible. Did you guys know that? He doesn't. Um, but it is our job to keep loving people. So in Matthew 22, and I'm going to start in 37, it says, Jesus answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and foremost important command. And the second command is like the first, love your neighbor the same way you love yourself. So he's saying, above everything, you need to really love each other, and you need to love yourself. A lot of people miss that one. We treat ourselves terribly, right? But he said, love your neighbor and yourself and love God. He's saying, this is really important. Get this, and you got that. So if you haven't had this happen yet, someone probably is going to break your heart. They might abandon you. People are probably going to disappoint you. They may leave you. They may hurt you. They're probably going to let you down. Um, You know, you've probably gotten stabbed in the back uh, or rejected. Those things happen on the earth because we're people and we do not know how to live perfectly yet because we have an imperfect body and an imperfect world. So it's probably already happened to you. You may have done some of those things to other people. Um, It happens. So, and I was starting to think about that, like how we build the relationships, how we love, like Jesus is always like, love, 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 you know, it says God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. And I'm like, do I even know God? Because sometimes... (laughs) I'm not very loving. Sometimes I'm not responding very well. And um, when we, the more we enter into relationships, the more time we spend with people, the more time we spend with the body, the more time we spend with our family or anybody, um, even coworkers, it's harder to love them. The more we build a relationship, a close relationship, the harder it is to love them because you see them in the good and the bad. It's really easy um, when we have no conflict, super easy. It's when someone says, hey, will you give to these orphans and this ministry and will you take care of the homeless and, and you just watch, you ever seen those commercials and you're just like, my heart goes out for them. Oh, I just love them. They're, it's just like, you, you have no reason not to love them, 100%. That's really easy to love and pray for them and speak good about them and want to give your finances or time to those things, right? You have no problem. It's not like, can't believe them wanting, you know, food. Like, you don't say that, right? can't believe they want shelter. What's wrong with that? That doesn't make you mad. If it does, please come talk to me. We may need to pray some things. But it's really easy when you have no conflict, when you only see the need and, and the loving and the good part and the creation that God has. It's really easy to have, to love people who 
who you have no conflict with. All you have is that the outpouring of God's heart towards them. So that's really easy, but God says, oh, you get to have, I want you to have that feeling, the outpouring of my heart towards everybody. You're like, are you sure you created me with that capacity, right? It, it can be hard. And I think the reason it's hard is sometimes that we have that brokenness um, or we have that pain going on. And so it's really hard to give something away if you're not really having the overflow of it, like in your own personal life. So, you know, God says, be healed and be whole and be healthy. Okay, got it. He says that a lot, right? He's talking about our physical body. He's talking about our emotional body. He's talking about our spiritual body. It's really easy to say. It's really easy to find scripture on. It is really hard to do, right? Would you guys agree with me? It's like really hard to do. I mean, you can find scripture upon scripture, and then you're like, I am ready. Like, I'm built up. Like, I soaked in it. And then you, you go outside. The first person you see, it's like, <clears throat> and you're like, oh, I did Man, I wasn't ready for that. The Lord's like, you've been studying for this test, <laughs> you know? And we got out there and was like, bam. Like, okay, it happens. So it's really easy. Like on Sundays, it's really great to hear the word because we're not really having conflict. We have our own chair. We're spread. We have our own space. You get your own coffee cup. You don't have to share. You know, it's easy. Um, but then we go out in the world and things start happening. And we're like, oh, this is really hard. Or we're sick and we're like, I know God's word says this, but it's really hard to watch people getting healed or watch this, and I'm here being like, you know, or something. How many of you guys have experienced that? Where like you've seen other people get healed and you're dealing with something? Oh my gosh, that's like the worst. And then the Lord's like, yeah, you're going to pray for them. And you're like, but who's going to pray for me, God? I'm over here. Lord, do you see me? I'm short, but I'm back here, you know? Like, do you ever feel like that? Like, I went a year, I had a really terrible illness. Um... And I was like, I might die, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of like that, like, if it happens. But then every single person that the Lord brought me to pray for will get healed. And I'm over here like, Lord, I'm kind of dying. He's like, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> like, but, and then people will get healed of, like, crazy things. Like, I even saw, like, legs grow in that season and stuff. And I'm like, Lord, I'm dying. <laughs> He's like, shh. I felt like for a year, this went on, like, everyone's like, oh, go have Sarah pray for you, you know, and I'm like, somebody, and so it can be really hard to do, and sometimes I want to be like, I don't want to pray for them, I want to take, I want to pray for myself right now, <laughs> and you know, then, then Easter came that next year, and I was just praising Jesus, and I got healed without having anyone pray for me or anything, it was just the faithfulness of God, so it's easy to talk about. It sometimes is hard to do. So I want you to feel like if you're in that season, don't be like, what am I doing wrong? Nothing. You're probably not doing anything wrong. You're probably not full of sin and all these things that people like to sometimes put on there because they can't figure out what God is doing. Sometimes God is just doing something that you can't understand. So he's like, I don't really need to let you in on this. I know what I'm doing. So I want you to not take that condemnation. If that is on you, just rip off and say, you know what, I, it's hard, and, and God knows it's hard, and you know what, I'm still going to be moving forward whether it's hard or not. That's the difference. So, and I think sometimes when we get hurt or we get sick, we are really good at being pickers and pokers of ourselves, right? We get a wound, and we want to pick at it. 
We want to poke at it. We ain't never going to let that thing heal. You guys, I'm a terrible picker. Anybody that's friends with my girls, I'm so sorry. They inherited that from me. Like, if I have an injury, I, am not, I cannot leave it alone. You know, like, I hurt my foot, and I, they're like, I think it's broken. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to tie my shoe tighter. The doctor's like, okay. <laughs> and I did. That's, they're like, well, I think it might be broken. I'm like, I'm not going to say that. And, and I'm like, it's fine for like six weeks. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to do, I'm just going to tie my shoe tighter. That was my healing. Uh, <laughs> please don't do that. That's not an advocate. But do you know what I'm talking about? We just want to pick and poke and, and, um, you know, emotional things, you know, never letting us heal, which then causes deeper scars, right? If you pick at something over and over, it scars. Um, and so things we do, we replay bad memories. Uh, we p- replay conversations we had or should have had. <laughs> we thought we should over and over. You ever do that? Man, I've had so many conversations with myself, like another person. And God's like, yeah, you're not going to see them for a while because you can't. You it's like you're like, I can't wait to see them. I'm ready. I am ready to tell them. And then, like, you never see them. You ever had Right? Because God's like, yeah, you ready. He's like, you can walk out the door. <laughs> Bomb the test right there. Um, but we do this. We're really good at picking and prodding our wounds and bringing that up. And all we're doing is being scarred with bitterness. I remember in that year that I was sick, I thought, you know, I almost became the point, I don't even want to get healed. Where are you, God? You know, I started getting some bitterness towards people, and I was like, I don't even want them. If I'm sick, you can be sick with me. <laughs> I know that, see, people don't, but that sometimes we, if we actually shared what was going on inside of us, people be like, judge me, I don't care. Judge me, go ahead. I mean, people are going to judge you anyways, whether you let them. It's not like you allow them, like, please come in and judge me. They, it just happens. It, so, what I'm talking about is we have those thoughts sometimes and, and we allow scarring and I know that that was like bitterness and I'm, I'm thankful that God's like just a little longer and something I have learned and maybe you've learned this too if you've had to stand for some pretty big things in your life um, that whenever things are super terrible like it is the worst and you're like there can be nothing else that can happen where you have done everything and there is no way that anything else bad could happen to you because it's already happening. And I always tell people, you are right there. That is the breakthrough wall that is coming and blessing is right on the other side. I've seen it so many times and I don't know why that God allows that. I'm not sure if it's because he wants to show the enemy, you know, that we are powerful, you know, in him. If, if it is the enemy attacking us and God is just a building us. I'm not sure what is going on in there, but I've looked and said, I'm, this is the worst thing going on, and I can have that joy like we talked about earlier bubble up because I'm like, I know what's on the other side of that moment. See, most people give up in that moment, though. They're so scarred with the bitterness that they begin to back away instead of pressing into that last little thing and breaking through because we're just so beat down that we're like, oh, it's never going to happen. And so in that, we don't want to get that scarring of bitterness going on. So God wants us to have wholeness. Do we know that? Yes, he wants us to have wholeness. He wants us to reconcile our broken and distorted pieces. He wants them to be whole. He doesn't, you know, 
I walked around with like a lame foot for a long time and years ago. He, that was not what God wanted. You know, I should have maybe taken care of that. Um, could have been pride. Uh, I'm not aging, but I was. Uh, but he wants us to have that wholeness. So, and it really comes one way. It's really easy. That comes through Jesus. All of the blessing, all of the gifts, all of that comes through Jesus. It is in him. If we are not in him, it, Jesus is, is the way that it comes through. So if you know him, the greatest thing is. So if you're here and you're like, yes, I know him. That's great. Like, I got that. Great. You have access to all of that now. You have access to all healing, all wholeness, all reconciliation. We have that access. Okay, great. But how do we access that, right? Because you're thinking, but I'm still kind of broken. <laughs> still kind of bitter. How do I access that? So we have that. We have that. So I just have a few steps that kind of Jesus laid out and we can follow that will create gates in our life and not walls. The thing we need to do is have good boundaries. We want gates. We want to be open to things. We want to be open to what God is doing. We don't want walls and say, I got hurt and I'm going to wall myself in and no one can ever get to me. Nothing can ever get to me. God can't even get to me. Because I have seen people do that, wall themselves up. They have been running after things of God and so many bad things happen. I've seen them turn their hearts. They're like, I'm an atheist now. or I'm, And they have walled themselves up that nothing, no word, no action, nothing can get to them. And that is what we do not want to do. We need gates to open up and let the goodness come in, but also the goodness that God has inside of us to flow out. That's what a gate does. It can come in and it can go out. A wall separates and, and basically closes you off, right? And if you've built one on all four sides and in the top, you're kind of in trouble. So we need, so Jesus is like, here's some things that we can create gates and not walls. So biblical forgiveness. Okay, not just forgiveness, because there's forgiveness where people are like, I'm sorry, and then the next time something comes up, they're like, well, you did this to me, right? And I didn't know if you guys know, but not biblical forgiveness, okay? Um, but that's world forgiveness. Like, guys, just be kind. Kindness, just go... I can't do that because you're all kind and then the second something happens, we treat each other terribly. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't mean that. No worries, no worries. But really, you're home having that conversation by yourself, like I'm going to tell them. That's not forgiveness. That's actually bitterness that you're trying to hide with like false humility. Ugh. That's a little painful, isn't it? It is true. Come, that's what I want. Come, like, we need real biblical forgiveness. Like, I'm not forgetting that that happened, but when I actually say, I forgive you, I say, I'm not going to hold that count against you the next time. I mean, I may not allow you, I may not open that gate so that it happens the next time, but I'm not going to use that against you to condemn you and beat you down. That is biblical forgiveness. It doesn't say they forget. It says he forgives it's not going to bring it back up to their memory. Does that make sense? And it's not, I'm sorry I got caught. It's, please forgive me. I did this action or this thought against you, and I am, I am truly sorry, and I don't want to do it again. 
I want to turn completely the other direction. It's not, I'm sorry I got caught, and the only reason I'm saying sorry is because someone's making me or I got in trouble. Because that, that's what the world does. Well, I'm only sorry if I get caught. But true forgiveness is on the inside, and it's already working before it even comes out. Right? You guys ever do something, and then you're like, <laughs> you're like, okay, Lord, that was all me. <laughs> I definitely need to say sorry. If you're already thinking, well, they need to say sorry too, Sorry, that's not biblical forgiveness. You know, Jesus made that. Like, Judas did everything against him. And he still gave Judas a kiss. Or, or still, they, you know, he still invited him to last supper. And Judas was welcome into his space to kiss him. Kiss him. And all these things. And he forgave him before he even did the action. All these things. So if our thought is, well, I'm going to say sorry for my part, but I'm expecting someone else to, that's still not biblical forgiveness. Because you can only take care of your side, you know? So I wanted to put that in there, that we need to have biblical forgiveness, not just forgiveness. The second thing, you know, is just did reconciliation. And it's not always to the person. There's some people you are never going to be reconciled to because they're choosing to stay in that wall and that bitterness. Okay, but I'm talking about reconciling to the truth. Lord, I didn't act so well in that situation either. So I'm going to reconcile my actions to the truth of your word. And I'm not going to do that again. You don't need to go up to people that maybe you thought something terrible about them and think, I just want to tell you all the terrible things I thought about you. That's not... No, we're just going to say, that's not... We don't need to do that. A lot of reconciliation can happen right inside us between our soul and our spirit. A lot of... It doesn't have to be... Every person, there are times when God says, well, you've got to go clean that up, you know. Especially if it's someone in your household and your family, I would hope that you continually clean that up and you go to them and reconcile. But if it's someone that maybe, you know, maybe a flip someone off driving, I mean, don't be like, i got to go through my traffic cams, i got to find this person, you know, stalk them on Facebook, find them, and, go. and they're going to be like, I don't know, like now you're creepy. So I'm not saying that. Or someone that is very volatile. Maybe it's just like, Lord, there was pain there, and I just ask you to just heal that in me, any bad thoughts I have towards them or anger I have towards them. Reconcile to the truth, not always the person. Sometimes it is a person that you reconcile to, but the main thing is that you reconcile your spirit back to the truth of God's word. So that's what Jesus did, you know. Um, And the next thing is having those healthy boundaries. Jesus exemplified that for us. You know, he did that. He was like, hey, you guys, here. (laughs) And not everybody could come up and be like, can we just spend the day with you, Jesus? He didn't do that. He didn't. And even among the 12, he's like, you guys are all great, but you three, come on. He said, I have to have boundaries. Could you imagine if, if he let Judas in on all of those important things he did with just the three? Think about that. He still loved, he still died for him. But he said there is a boundary there. So if Jesus put boundaries, that means we can too. We don't just let people come in and, and yell at us and scream at us and, and tell us, you're dumb or you're stupid or, or you did. The, 
we don't let people do that because we are still created. We are God's creation and he loves us and he does not want that to happen to us, right? So we can create boundaries that are good and still love people. So that's the third one. And the fourth one is we need Jesus to just love without fear that it will cause irreversible wounds. Jesus kept loving even after people hurt him. He kept loving after people rejected him. He kept loving. He didn't say, well, I'm never going to love again. Never going to, you know, I'm not going to have any friends. I'm just a loner. Now, you're just in a walled city, and you're the only one in there. And if you're the only one in there, you're the king and not Jesus. So those are, if we look at how we have that wholeness, things that Jesus did, that's the easiest way to follow is to follow Jesus. You know, have forgiveness, reconcile, healthy boundaries, and love that it's not going to, that love like we've never been hurt sometimes. It's like, okay, I can't bring all my wounds to the next person. <laughs> you guys, so many people hurt me and just drop them. <laughs> and they're like, oh gosh, this is really heavy. You know? We can't do that to each other. You know, we can come up and say, I'm sorry that happened. And then the greatest thing is helping people walk through that process of forgiveness. You definitely can do that. But if we just expect the next person that that we bring into our life, whether it's a friend or a spouse or, or a child or whatever, or church, you know, family, and we just give everything to them and say, you should see how everybody hurt me. Man, that would get heavy for that person, right? But sometimes we've, if you look, that's the way the world kind of does it. You've got to love me how I am. I do. But I'm not going to let you just spread garbage everywhere. I want you to put it in the garbage can where where it belongs and I want you to treat me not like another piece of garbage you have the right to say that you have the right to expect that um, so because we have a world that's going out and they say everything is love but they're coming in with their past hurts and then hurting well hurting each other and Jesus had the most pain ever of every type of pain and he didn't do that the most betrayal, stabbed in the back the most, the most physical pain. I mean, when I'm in physical pain, what do I want to do? If someone, like, bumps me or something, you want to lash out and be like, leave me alone. I'm in pain. Can't you tell, you know? Right? Things like that. When you stub your toe and someone wants to come and say, how are you? And you're like, well, you're going to have a broken face if you come in here. Because <laughs> right now I'm in pain. I just get, right? It's the worst when someone's, are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm in pain. I don't do that ever. <laughs> so good. Jesus, if he, Jesus can do it, and we have Jesus living inside us, the great thing is, is that we have the ability to do that too. So we need to put some relationships back together. Some physical relationships of people. Some, and it doesn't mean you're, you might not be, maybe as a friendship that's gone, you may need to just um, put that back together in, in your mind and say, okay, Lord, I don't have any ill will against them. But some things are spiritual relationships we need to put back together in that spiritual aspect. I think that's the part that nobody can see. So if we can look like we have it all together, 
um, people don't know what's really going on inside. And if we have bitterness or we have um, resentment or we have unforgiveness, people can't see inside of our heart, right? So we need to make sure that we're building those things back up, not just our physical relationships, but also our spiritual relationships. Um, So because that heartache that we feel when we get hurt or can really only be healed with love. It's a heartache. So what heal, you know, like, you know, that the love of God is the only thing that's going to heal that. A person cannot fill that completely. They, they can add to the love that God already is because it, that's who, that's where all love comes from. And they are created by God, so they can add to that, but they cannot heal that. They may help you along in that process, but God is the healer. That's it. Just him. Um, Because we even said God is love. So we need to look at that and say, when we have heartache, we need to go to the one who is the healer. So, because there's one way, it's Jesus, you know, and he did give us an easy path. A lot of people say, oh, the wide path and the narrow path. But Jesus didn't say it was a rocky, terrible, hard path. He just said it's narrow. It's just narrow. There's only one way, Jesus. But he didn't say, I'm putting lions in there and you're going to go all uphill both ways. He didn't say that, did he? But sometimes we think that like, oh, he put a bunch of stones there so I'm a trip. You know, he made it all uphill so I'm just, yeah, I'm just tearing forever. I never saw that in the Bible. But sometimes we act like that, like, oh, the wide path. He's saying, I'm not in the wide path. I'm right here. Just follow that, and I'm right there. He made it pretty easy. He wrote it out very simple. He walked it out for us so we could literally just get behind him and follow, follow the leader. You don't have to worry, like, are you over there, Jesus? No, you're right behind him. He's right there. You don't have to worry where he is. And so I think sometimes we make it harder, um, but he really, it really is easy. If you're following Jesus, those things will naturally come into that path. You know, God will naturally speak to you. Like I, like I said, even at the beginning of this, that I had a different plan and the Lord spoke to me last night and he said, no, that's not what we're doing. That was easy to just say, okay, Lord. I didn't have to go, oh my gosh, what's going on? Oh, I, Lord, I don't think we should do, I didn't have to have that conversation. It's, it's very easy. Some of the things that he asks us to do can be hard for us because our physical bodies or our souls are like, you know, not wanting to submit. But really, he didn't make it so that we couldn't, unattainable. He didn't make it so that we're tripping and, and having all these problems. He didn't do that to us. We may do that to ourselves. I mean, I feel like when we're walking on the path, we have a bag of stones and we're throwing them in front of us. And then we're like, yeah, I'm like, you just threw that out for yourself. The path was clear. So Jesus is an easy path. He walked it. We can. And something I really think, think about is me and Matt, we don't want to put on this ministerial front, ministerial front like, like our family is just so great and we're perfect and we never have problems and we never yell at each other and our finances are always overflowing and abundant. You may hear us saying that and speaking that because, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue and I am not going to speak that my family is doing terrible. I'm not going to speak that we don't have provision. So, but I don't want to, I don't think we put on a, a front we don't want to put on front because, you know, we are just people in the body the same as anybody else. Every single person that's on the earth, I don't care how much influence they have, 
They are still just a person in the body of Christ, and they have real life. They still experience this the same as anyone else. It's not like, oh, when you get to a certain level, you don't have heartache anymore. Nobody hurts you. You're fine. It's good. You have thick skin. No, just sometimes people learn to build walls. I don't, I don't think we ever want to be there. So I look at our life as raw sometimes. We have wounds. <laughs> if you, guys, you know, pain happens. It's distributed between us, among us, from us sometimes. Right? Just like anyone else. We don't pretend that's just like, oh, we just everything is so good. And I just love just covers it all. It does. But love is an action. You know, it means something's happening. Heard the old DC Talk song, Love is a Verb, right? So good. I'm not going to sing it, Matt. Don't be. I know I could see the fear. He's like, (gasps) I could see I was going to wound him with my my singing voice. We understand that this is real. I understand just because I'm up here sharing this with you guys today, it's not like she thinks, oh, we're not doing this. You guys are doing this well. I just want to give you the... I just want to remind you if, that it can be easier when we come together and we believe in that and we actually know what, what, sometimes we just don't know. So how do we walk something out if we don't know? So I don't want it to ever feel like that. It, you know, those, those four things I talked about, um, and so that was biblical forgiveness, reconciliation, healthy boundaries, and loving again. Um, those four things seem kind of easy when you say them. But there is some work behind them. But they are essential to maturity. Did you guys know that? They are essential to maturity, to health, and to growth. Not just in your life, but in the body of Christ. Right? Because if we're hurting each other and fighting with each other, we are not doing the work of the kingdom. And if we're not doing the work of the kingdom, then what are we doing? That is why we're here on this earth to collectively as a body of Christ do the work of the kingdom. So if we keep picking at our wounds, they get infected and they break open and what happens is then pain starts to explode everywhere. You've seen people that have been hurt for a long time and nobody walked them through how to get through that, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, or spiritual pain, any of those pains. If you have ever been around someone who has lived in that most of their life, the moment you say anything, you're like, it's a sunny day. It's too hot. <laughs> oh, it's, you know what? It's just nice. I like that it's a little cool. It was raining. You're like, oh, man, I don't know how I feel now. And I feel the praise. I, I mean, have you ever experienced that? And, you, and if you take that moment and realize they're actually just hurting. When I was young, and I had long hair, it was beautiful back in I mean, I still think I'm beautiful because I'm created by God. But, um, but I was in, went to college, and I, I believe that if you are able to work, you work. I will work any job. There's not any job I've ever turned down. If God brought it to me, I'm working it because you know, if, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. That was the Bible. Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. He's saying, you know, don't be lazy. So, um, I saw so I got an opportunity. I said, you want to work at 
the college. I was like, oh, awesome. So I worked in this little office, and it was funny because it's kind of like it had no windows, and it was on the inside of the building. So like if I went in at 7 o'clock and got done, like I never saw the light of day. And I sat in this little office, and I was someone else, and I loved the person I work with. She was, she was so wonderful. And, um, but sometimes she would say, will you run this upstairs for me? The upstairs people. So there is this lady upstairs. And my boss, who had been there like 20 years, she's like, nobody talks to her. Like, you're never going to get her to say thank you. She's going to yell at you every single time you come in there. So can you do this? Like, are you strong enough? Because she's like, I, she wouldn't go up there. She's like, uh-uh, no more. I won't even walk up there. Like, it's too terrifying. So I'm like, I'm the youngest of non-children. So I go up there. And I do this multiple times a week. And I'm giving her stuff, and she's like, I don't like the order of those papers. And she, you didn't write, you didn't dot this. No, and I would say, oh, your blouse looks so beautiful. I love your hair. Oh, did you see the sun shining? Oh, I'm so thankful that you had time for me today. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow, and I will call her by name. And it took not one semester, not two semesters, not three semesters, four semesters. And she was not, I'm not talking like, and she wasn't this teeny, like, she was intimidating for me. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, man. And I was a pretty intimidating person. So, and I just thought, like, Lord, how can I keep showing her love? Like, you know, there's times that she would, um, dig personally I'd be like oh you don't mean that you love me I told her every time I'm like you love me and I and I always thank her and at the end she one of the last days that I worked at this job um I went up there and I brought her that and I said I'm actually not going to be here anymore and I'm just going to miss your beautiful face and she said I'm going to miss you so much and I've just really and, and she retired after that and I thought okay, God, that was really hard. And sometimes I would go down in my office and cry a little bit, let's be honest. <laughs> because it's like when someone's attacking you, but that's what I'm talking about, the love of Christ. That when people are hurt, they hurt other people. And so sometimes we have to release, we have to realize that life is about releasing the things of God so that you can reach for the next stage of your destiny. So we need to release this past junk of how maybe people have treated us so that we can reach for what God has for us. And I'm just going to finish with this. You know, we need to let go of our pain so that we can reach for the love and peace of God that he intended for your life. So I'm going to finish with Philippians 3. And it says, Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go. Don't we all? But there is one thing I do. I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. I keep running hard towards the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven. I know it's hard to sometimes let it go and, and, to, and to go into something and, and love people and be kind to them. But God has called us to do that. And if he's called us, he will give you the ability. He will give you the wisdom to know when the gate should be open and when the gate should be closed. So I'm going to pray there. So.